This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Bar Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Bring in the new year with Rubik's Groove, your outside-of-the-box, totally 80s, 90s, and aughts dance party band. Go to themulehouse.com for more information and tickets. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Tony Basilio, welcome you to another edition. It is your Tony Basilio Show. It's a Wednesday. Sean Sinclair is with us. Brian Hartman holding it down as well. Brian, uh, thank you last night for uh, your tremendous job, you and Matt, on Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime. Um, sorry you had to sit through that one, and sorry you had to sit through the post game. That was a tough watch last night, Brian Hartman. Well, the second half was the toughest to watch. I think the first half they looked like they were supposed to look, and the second half I'm not sure quite what that was, but it left a lot to be desired. Uh, that's a good – desire is a good term. Rick Barnes said after the game, when you put your uniform on, we expect you to respect our sport. He said, and my team tonight did not respect their sport. Um. They were as bad last night as they were in, in that North Carolina game. That was as bad as they've been. Second half of that game was as bad as they've been since the year after Grant and Admiral left, and they threw some stinkers up. And they didn't have much of a team then. This team's very good, and they were just kind of uninterested on the offensive end. Plus, they let that team last night have 16 offensive rebounds on them, which I'm here to tell you, that's not going to work. That That's not... That right there is not going to work. And uh, so if you have a thought on the basketball deal, I'm not going to overreact to them going out and, you know, playing down to a Crip team, whatever, whatever. That's the worst team they'll see all year. And Tennessee certainly played down to them. Sean Sinclair is here. We've got some interesting stuff to get into today. Watson Brown will be joining us here momentarily. We're awaiting word. On uh, the next little bit, I would think, today, tomorrow, on what Joe Milton's going to do. Sean, you have any idea? What do you think Milton's going to do? What is your sense of crazy Joe, who's very unpredictable? Tennessee's trying to hint around. They've tried to hint around to him that, hey, you know, you ought to go on with your life's work and go get ready for the draft. But he's a real wild card, Cinco. Well, he's going to, uh, I think, this if this ball game was in Charlotte or memphis or nashville it might be a different story but the game's in orlando um he's from the area and so it it you know it, it looks to be against a defense that he might be able to make some hay so hey you know, is he, is he, is he, sean nobody can nobody plays against their defense what are you talking about their defense is awesome man well we'll see we'll see i think uh didn't coach brown say that uh it's pretty easy defense for Nico to navigate. Well, he what he said is what they do, they don't do anything complicated. Maybe we'll get him to re-whatever the term is here, re-I uh, don't know. Um, 
re. But regardless, I yeah. think it's a, a, a Joe. You know, Joe of the famous "I don't lose in Florida," so I'm just staying <laughs> at home. May uh, maybe something that means something to him, but yes, I, I've noticed that uh, it's been very interesting that um, you know uh, Coach Heupel seemingly has a reputation of not firing coaches, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. And, and that's and that goes both ways. That is that's very good in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, we, Coach Fulmer, national championship coach, you know, uh, he would often show his best recruiters the door, uh, and that's that was not a great thing. Um, but you know, but what we're seeing in the transfer portal, mm-hmm. and if what you're saying is accurate about Joe Milton, is you know we're we're having no problem moving guys on, uh, and that's it. That's interesting. That brings up a couple of questions. I. It would not surprise me to see someone like a Danico Slaughter or Tamarian McDonald have a nice year next year somewhere. I, I think that I think the defensive back woes go both ways. I think you, just like you've seen some guys that have gone to the pros and have nice long careers mm-hmm. after being tutored by Willie Martinez. I, I, I fully believe that those DBs uh, were not put in the best positions. Uh, to show their showcase their talents. I'm not saying they're great players. Yes, but I do believe that that collection of DBs was not there as launch pads for 400 yard games against some of the most average quarterbacks in in college football Sean, over the past couple of years. How's our fan base going to react when they get word that everybody's been extended, including Willie Moe? Which looks like that's leaning toward happening. What what is the what is the reaction around here going to be when people realize that Willie Moe is going to come back for more and put his imprint on those uh, those young, promising defensive backs of of next season that they're going to take into the year? Well, you can't you can't have it both ways. You can't have kids coming here seemingly because of Willie Moe and then let him go and watch them walk away. I mean, it's I mean. Let's get real. Tim Banks is not a recruiter. Mm. So these kids aren't coming here to play play for the great Tim Banks, developer of talent, developer of defenses. So interesting. So, so they must be, and they always reference Coach Martinez. Uh, so we'll see. But I, I will say this: if I, I do think those kids, or some of those kids, have been disheartened because look, every time they turn around, they're it's in their face that they're not very good. They give up a bunch of yards. Uh, Etc. I don't think it's their fault. Look, uh, Gabe Judy Lolly came here with high expectations. I think he was okay this year, mm-hmm. and I don't think it was his fault because I sat there watching him just, just you know, trail receivers, let him catch the ball and 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 uh, tackle him uh, right there. And so, uh, if it was just him, uh, I would say, well, he you know he had an average year. I don't think so. I, I think I think they put. Uh, they put any DB into the Willie Martinez algorithm, and it pops out a a, a, a massive yard given up secondary. Cinco, I didn't mean to get clappy at you about the Iowa defense, but here here's what Ken okay. Miller tells me, who's a resident Penn State fan. So please forgive me for um, my curt nature. Um, he says, Tony, he's Penn State guy, but he listens to this show. And he's a very, very knowledgeable person, Ken is. Tennessee fans are going to be surprised by Iowa's defense. He said, I heard what Watson said last week. You might want to ask him about this. They play a very confusing zone, and they have a really good secondary. He said, it will be the best defense Tennessee's faced all year. Not the most talented, 
but the way they play together, it will be the best defense. Now, on offense, he said they are utterly atrocious and utterly unwatchable. He said, which you guys were saying will make for an unwatchable football game. He said, but defensively, he thinks that they're going to confuse it like a Joe Milton, uh, especially. They'll bait him into some things. That's a possibility, and I'm taking nothing away from Iowa, but I've watched for 30 years Big Ten defenses, no matter whether it was mm-hmm. Iowa, whether it was Michigan, whether it was whom you name Northwestern, you name the team, come down to Florida with big, uh, big, you know, stat pat, uh, padding, you know, defenses. And, and then I'm, and, and then I'm sitting there watching their defenses look at the back of the jerseys of Tennessee receivers, DBs and running backs running right by them. So yep. until I see otherwise, I'm going to default to, to that. And the other thing is people say, well, what are you going to do in this bowl game? You know, with the young DBs. I mean, if, if ever there was a team to break young DBs in, it would be an offense where 130 yards passing is a big day. I mean, that's a, that's a passing explosion for uh, for the Iowa Hawkeyes. But we are going to be joined here momentarily. Uh, as Tamarian McDonald, as Cinco was alluding to, officially now uh, in the transfer portal. Um, Tennessee is involved with several guys, including, which is kind of interesting, um, some young dudes in their uh, secondary, uh, Devin Marshall from Villanova. These are FBS players. Um, Marcus Harris from Idaho. And, and I saw the Harris kid on Friday night. They got beat. He's a nice player. He's a really nice player. So, I mean, I'm not here to assess who can play at what level. Go ahead. The thing that would bother me is that these kids are good. I mean, you got you're looking at a DB from um, Villanova. You're looking at a DB from uh, not highly ranked kid from Oregon State. You're looking at a DB Sydney. All those guys were thought to be less talented than our guys, but one thing they had was an opportunity. Yep. And our guys did not have an opportunity, and I think. You know, it's it, look. I'm not over there. I can't tell you that all these young kids are better than the older kids. I, I I don't know that. But what I do know is that when I saw the young kids, they even looked like they were not going to go along with the Willie Moe system, the Tim Bank system. And they were playing. So who knows? I mean, it, it's going to be interesting. You're going to bring these young kids in, give them better NIL deals than guys that were here already, uh, that were higher rated. That's that's an interesting thing. I am very impressed with how uh, the NIL collective and the coaching staff, whoever, is, is um, you know, keeping the people, especially the offensive line, Peely and some of these guys. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with how they're uh, not caving to some of the older cats that, um, you know, are looking for greener pastures. I, I like that. That goes both ways. Yeah, Matt's point today was Matt made a great, and I want to read a little bit of that. A little later on, we can stretch our legs out. But Matt Dixon over at tclub.team today, if you want to check it out, is calling for a measured response to what's going on in recruiting so far. Look, everybody wants to see eight days in a hall like Colorado's had. Well, look, Tennessee doesn't have all the needs Colorado has. So they're not going to go get the first five offensive linemen. And look back in the summer, 
like all these guys, you know, thank goodness for Tennessee that the guys they have on their roster, some of these COVID senior types or senior types are just not good enough for professional football. So at least not yet. And maybe not ever. And so, or that desirable. I mean, maybe a couple of them will, will, maybe all of them will make it when they get an opportunity. We've seen that before. But I'm talking about from the standpoint of, yeah, come on in. You're going to be drafted in the first three rounds, first four rounds. None of those guys are hearing that. So they're going to, you know, get an opportunity, come back to school, get paid for it, play as part of a veteran offensive line. And Matt thinks, and maybe he's right, you know, we all look at that portal and go, hey, you know, you're not getting people out of it. Well, to, like Sean just said, you're keeping a bunch of pretty valuable guys from getting in it. And and that is a value. I mean, that is this we're talking about a net positive at the end of this thing. Do you make your team better? And, and we'll see. We'll see. Going to be interesting to see that thing. Another thing, Sean, there's a rumor out there right now, and I want to ask Watson Brown about this. But I'll give you a crack at it. Apparently, the New England Patriots, according to some reports, desire to talk to um, Kirby Smart for their head coaching position. Because it looks like Bill Belichick's finally had enough. He's going to go out. His career is going to peter out with some bad program, bad teams at the end of his career. This team they have last year is, or this year is a horrendous football team. Cinco, do you think Kirby Smart listens to the New England Patriots if they call him? What do you think? I don't know. That's a, that's a great thing. He's already a very wealthy man. He can come back to the NFL. He can come back to, um, he can come back to the uh, college football. I mean, that, that path is well worn, uh, by NFL, uh, college coaches that didn't make it there so he can always come back um at this point in time when you've had two championships you didn't get the third uh which is no slight uh you know how much longer do you want to keep that insanity of recruiting up how much longer do you want to keep up with uh the expectations of of your college team how how long do you want to do that uh you know, Nick Saban came back, and everybody will say that, but you know, he was a, he was a miserable failure in the NFL. He had yep. nowhere else to go. Yep. So he 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 came back and did his thing, and found a nice you know dance partner. Uh, but his his desire, he got tired of it. And his desires were move up there. Uh, so, you know, it would be wise for Smart to take a look at it, if for nothing else, to get a raise, get more NIL money, et cetera, uh, use the system a bit, but. It wouldn't surprise me. The crafts have always been, uh, uh, you know, Alabama of, of fluffers. Uh, yes. They, they yes. Generally, they generally recruit out of the Alabama and Alabama tree. Yep. Um, they they probably figured out that Nick Saban doesn't want the job, and and so you go to to the Georgia. But um, I, I think if, I think if Kirby Smart left Georgia, I don't think you would have. I don't think you would have a downturn much at all. They could easily go get Dan Lanning. Exactly what they'll do. Uh, Dan Lanning. Go get yep. someone else, and they're not going to fall. It would not – I would caution anybody to think that, like we did when we were younger, thinking that when Spurrier went to the Redskins that we were going to all of a sudden run riot against the SEC. Well, that didn't happen, and I don't think that's going to happen to Georgia if, if Smart leaves. I, I think he's – I don't think he's 
uh, Nick Saban like. I think he's ex- I think he's very 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 good. Uh, but I think someone else could do the same thing at Georgia. Quite honestly, we'll talk to uh, and I'm gonna get Watson's thoughts on that. Also, breaking news. Just as we're on here, Coastal Carolina quarterback Grayson McCall has committed to NC State. Pete Nacos breaking that news. McCall, 10,000 passing yards in his career, 106 touchdowns, and Jamie Chadwell mostly. His offense, uh, five-year college career, and the Vols are going to open up, or second game of the year anyway, uh, against a veteran-tested quarterback in Grayson McCall. So their job probably going to be the starter. I mean, we would assume. Um, and so that's pretty significant news here in Rocky Top, something we'll chew on probably throughout the off season. In the meantime, and this is how quickly things shift and change, it's Wednesdays with Watson Brown. Basilio put gunpowder. I think I didn't mean to clap at you earlier. I love you, man. You know you're my guy. Merry, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. More after this. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Greetings, it's Rick from Tillis Jewelry. With Christmas just around the corner, we are here to make your gift giving a breeze. Starting December 4th, we are extending our store hours to better serve you. Find us open Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Whether you're after something timeless or trendy, Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia is your holiday gift giving headquarters. Make this season extra special by visiting us during our extended hours. Tillis Jewelry, where holiday magic happens. See you soon. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Elevate your day at Old School Vapor. Check out our selection of disposables like Kato Bar, Viho, Raz, Lost Mary, Breeze, and more. Enjoy 35% off your entire e-liquid purchase and 20% off everything else. With every $20 Club 13 purchase, snag a chance to win a Rad Runner e-bike. And for Exodus lovers, every purchase gets you a ticket to win an Xbox Series S. Check us out at OldSchoolVapor.com. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Tony B. back with you. Wow, what an eventful brief time out. Sound a little out of breath here. It was an eventful brief. Here's what I got. I got a phone that I use for Twitter spaces. You know, we're very te- we're very technical around here. Technically savvy, and technically I'm a clown. So... I was fiddling around with it and dropped it on the floor. And then I bent over to get it and I knocked something over. And I mean, I'm, I'm not graceful and I don't make it look easy. But other than that, we're back with you. And it's a Wednesday with Watson Brown, who's right back where he belongs. Now, yesterday, Coach Brown on George Plaster's show usurped me. Uh, they pushed me. They pushed me to back an hour and. uh 
George said, you know, I want to talk about this uh, big Titans game. And uh, i tell you what I like, uh, Watson, two things about the way these young coaches in the NFL manage your game. The concept of running the ball and playing the clock, I, I guess that just doesn't work with these young video game players, the guy at Miami. A seven-second drive, Watson, when you're trying to win a game? A seven-second drive? <laughs> no, you nailed it, buddy. You want you, you want to drive me nuts. Some of these young guys and their philosophies. I mean, are you trying to score points or are you trying to win a game? You, to me, you're trying to win a game. And the best offensive coordinators I've, coordinators I've ever learned from are the ones that could play to the game, not no. just try to score points. You got to play to the game. It's a it's a team sport. It's not on one side of the ball and. And these gurus that get called gurus, and then they start believing it, Tony, and then all of a sudden they get hit in the mouth. And and uh, when you think you got all the answers, you're fixing to get hit in the mouth. I can tell you that for a fact. And that's exactly what I saw in that game the other night. You know, the guy at Miami looked at one point like, you know, this kind of bright, innovative young coach who wears these funny pants. And he has kind of this mod, weird look about him. And then when they blew that lead the other night and you saw him walking off the field with those pants hiked up like that, you thought to yourself, what a freaking goofball poser. That's the difference between winning and losing and the way you see people. But Watson, um, the Titans did something pretty smart in that game I want to ask you about, which I don't know why more college coaches don't do this. If I'm down 14 and I have a two-point conversion, okay, and I get an opportunity and get a little life late in the game. Why don't I go for two there? Because if I get the ball back, score, and kick my extra point, I'm going to beat you. It changes the game. And it changes the complexion of the game. And if I don't get that two-point conversion when I'm down 14, I can come down and get my two-point conversion and tie the game. I get two cracks at a two-point conversion. I'd like your thoughts on that. I, I think it's fantastic, and I don't remember if I did that or not through my time, but I sitting there watching it and after studying it, I think it's fantastic. But think about this, Tony. One more point, and then you can't do that. If it's 15 points, you can't do that because if you go for two and don't make it, now it's a two-score game. So it's amazing what one point can do. I was always a guy that never went for two till late, late in games. And that was what? Three minutes, I think maybe two, two forty nine, three minutes to go in the game, something like that when they went for two. I thought it was very smart. And it told me that he wanted to, he didn't want to go to overtime. If, if you're fine with going to overtime, you don't do that. You don't do that. If if you want to win the game now and not have to go to overtime and think you can't win it yep. overtime, I got to do it right now. Then that's what I think you do. You, so I think you got to put overtime in your thought process. College coaches, right? Um, yeah. If I were in the college game, I would do everything I could, Watson, to stay completely out of that goofy overtime that we have. Complete and and, and why you wouldn't go for two. And then you can always go for two. And, and and I know people say, well, Tony, if Heupel did that and you're on your post-game show, you guys would be ripping him. I'm not sure I would. You know, I was watching that thing unfold the other night, and I thought that. And, and you know, um, 
I'll give the coach of the Titans a lot of credit because for my money, if if the hoodie retires in New England, and I'm going to ask you about this momentarily, that's the first call I'm making is to the guy with the Titans. That's the first call I'm making. I don't know about you, but that, that guy right there, they've left him with very little football team, and he's getting the most out of those guys. Well, I agree. I think he is a patriot, too. His, his blood is patriot mm-hmm. blue. Blue mm-hmm. and red and blue and red, blue and gray. And, and I really believe he would go back if technically he can. I don't know contractual. I don't know how all that works. Yes. But I'm with you 100%. That's my first call. And they know each other so well. I mean, they've won championships together. It makes sense. It totally makes sense to try your best to get him back to New England. The great Watson Brown joining. It's Wednesday with Watson. I got so much stuff I've got to cover with him. I gave him a little syllabus. Uh, here uh, before we got started. Um, first of all, Tennessee has reached out, and according to reports they've offered, uh, Devin Marshall, who's a defensive back from Villanova, Marcus Harris, a defensive back from Idaho, two guys they've offered. They've also been involved with a young man from Rhode Island who was an all freshman All-America there. We're starting to see this more and more. Uh, I was told last night by a guy who's pretty steeped in this, that there will be several kids from the uh, last few playoff teams that are left in in the uh, 1AA ranks who will play this weekend in the national semifinals. There will be several guys off those teams that will go into the portal that are being looked at, talked to, uh, what have you. Watson, why are we seeing more and more of this? And is do you think this is a smart tactic by the Vols to look everywhere for players? Oh, absolutely. And... Here's, here's the reason. Number one, I've been on both levels. I've coached on the SCS level, coached in the group of fives, coached on the FBS. I hit them all. Uh, and I'm telling you, the difference in the FCS and the group of fives, let's say, is numbers. It's not good players. It's number of good players. That's the difference. There are good players on the FCS. But, when when I finished up in my hometown at Tennessee Tech, I would say in my what seven years I was there, I probably had ten guys, and I'm being conservative. Probably I had ten guys that could have played FBS football. Uh, the difference, Tony, is that you just don't have when um, FCS goes to play an FBS. It's numbers, it's talent, it's it's not just a good player. You got to have a bunch in college football and. And and so you go and you play and you get wore down and it's 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 just the way it is. The second thing, there's a second piece to this. It don't cost you as much money to get those guys. They're not they're they're getting probably paid nothing or very little, and that's why they're leaving SCS. And so now they they realize they're good enough. They put their name out there. You don't have to pay them what they're paying these running backs transferring from Florida to Georgia or. These quarterbacks that they're that are being thrown around everywhere, millions of dollars. These guys don't cost you near as much, so you go find four or five of them, and you still got a pretty good NIL package left. That is really now. Now I've never really thought about that till you said this, which is why I love you. It kind of reminds me. We're thinking of the Patriots. The Patriots used to trade those one picks for yeah. several picks late in the draft. There you go. And it's the same kind of it's it's the old adage of because anytime you take a football player, it's like scratching a lottery ticket, whether at any of these levels, whether a guy works or not, and you just don't know. 
He's going to stay healthy. Is he going to be motivated? Is he going to fit my system? Is he going to work in my culture? You know, all those things. And so what you're saying is for the price of one, you could probably get four and and then continue down the road toward filling your needs. That's a really interesting point, Watson. Well, and when you need numbers like Tennessee does, they need secondary numbers. It just absolutely, why go hunt that one really good one that's going to cost you a million dollars or so to get him uh, and go get a couple that might not be hardly as good but are plenty enough to win for you at Tennessee? Why wouldn't you do that? It makes total sense to me. I think you're going to start seeing it more and more and more, and that's why every good player um, is going to believe the FCS level. This thing's a trickle-down, Tony, and it's going to hurt the FCS. But where the FCS gets an advantage, I think, is when now everybody's running to the transfer portal, they're taking less high school guys. If I'm an FCS guy, I'm going to get that better high school kid now. I wouldn't spend as much time in the portal, and I'd go get those good high school kids. And maybe like, use it like a junior college used to be. If you need one person for a, you need a position field, then go go to the portal. But I'd I would really not go to the portal on the FCS level as much. I'd go to the high school kids because there's better ones sitting out there. So FCS is going to get better high school players, and they have to. Because that's the only thing they can. Because there's spots. It's just yeah. it's a and, number. And we're reallocating. We're yeah. We're we're moving around the deck chairs here, and you know that's a chair's got to go somewhere. That's you nailed it. That's it exactly. Really interesting stuff. People that cover the NFL, there's a couple reports out there. You tell me if you believe this. That first of all, Bill Belichick's kind of at the end of his deal. His team's sort of miserable. He's sort of miserable. He's going to walk away at the end of the year, and apparently, apparently. The Patriots want to talk to Kirby Smart. First of all, do you think that would be a smart move on the Patriots' part? Secondly, do you think Kirby Smart would listen? Let's start with the Kirby Smart. you think Kirby Smart would listen if they called him? I think he'd listen, uh, but I'm not sure he wouldn't, he wouldn't be listening just to improve his stature where he is. These guys, they're making this big money. And we all just get greedy, and I'm not I'm not cutting them down for saying this, but then you want more, you want more, then you want a little more the next year, and and I'm not sure he would leave to do that. You're gonna start over with the Patriots, who, who you're gonna have to start over, and you got the best package in, in right now in college football, and and they've got to have. There's no telling how much nil money they got. There's no telling. Because they're the ones throwing it around, Tony. And uh, so that tells me they got it. And um, what I think is fixing to happen in college football, I'll, I'll lead, it, lead it with this. I don't think he'd leave, and I think you're fixing to find about 12 that are really good. And now we're going to see a big drop. We've had a drop-off from FBS to group of five. Power fives to group of five. We've had a drop-off. Now we're going to have a drop-off from the top 12 power fives and the rest of the power fives. Because those top 12 to 15 power fives have got the cash. You can't, you used to go sell yourself, sell your program, sell your culture. We need a quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Now you go with money. It's a total different world. And I think Georgia's got the money. And I think there's going to be about 15 of them that can come up with that kind of cash. And the others can't, just can't do it. I was talking with somebody that, you know, kind of follows this stuff and said that 15 to $20 million right now, 
if you were to build that roster, is what you're talking about. And it went from like four million to fifteen to twenty in two years, Watson. Go. We were talking four or five yeah. million a couple of years ago. Yep. I mean, it got very expensive very quickly. And Sean Sinclair made a great point. He said maybe Kirby, and so I'm going to put words in your mouth, Sean, but he said maybe he flirts around with that job and then goes back. Sean, you, you tell me. Then he goes back to Georgia and says, hey, I don't know if I want the money, but you're going to put it in our kitty here for more and well, more and can't. more in our war chest. They can't. But they but the boosters can. From private. The yeah, boosters and that's what Sean was saying. Sean was saying and, he and goes, Sean's yeah. got a great point. Yeah. That very well could be what he wants. Hey, give me another million, but I want four more million put in this NIL. Is that kind of what I'm you were not. hitting at, Sean? Is that what you were getting at? Well, yeah. Well, the, the king of that for, for decades has been John Calipari. You know, he's always, he's when he was at Memphis, hey, you know, I'm going to look at the New York Knicks unless I get a practice facility. Hey. I'm going to do this unless I get a, a new dorm. Now, we're talking about a different time when facilities were the currency instead of NIL. Uh, but now, you know, Kirby Smart can go right back. I mean, he's, what's the difference between 9 and 10 million, 10 and 11 million? Those are numbers foreign to me. But nonetheless, he's a, he's a wealthy man. He's in the number one populated state, you know, in the southeast for players. That's an unstoppable uh, uh flow of of high school athletes in that state and he's you know and he's already made his bones uh about being one of the greatest so you know he can just go right back and start asking for anything he wants and not only that he legitimizes himself even more uh to the recruits and to everyone around saying hey new england patriots greatest franchise ever wants me i'm going to turn him down because i want to be with you it's a win-win for Kirby Smart. <laughs> it's <laughs> It's so true. And Watson, if he's crazy enough to jump into that NFL, good on him. So I will ask you as a veteran coach, why is it so hard? It seems like it's so hard for these veteran um, college coaches to make that transition. What's so different about it? Uh, I, I think it's why I never went. It's it's the way you coach kids and. And, uh, you can be more of a daddy to them on the college level and it's, it's more of a profession on the pro level. And, uh, I think you have to treat them that way. They, they're men. They want to be treated as men a little more. You're getting a high school kid. He's just growing up. You're, you're kind of his second dad other than maybe his high school coach. And, and, uh, that's, that's why I never went. I, the relationship with the kid and watching him grow, watching him get better, um, and then when mine would leave to go to the NFL, they're they're a lot different when they're leaving as seniors, and and mine were all seniors. They I didn't have many come out early. Uh, that's just a big difference to me, Tony. It's how you coach them and how you handle them. And I'm not talking about that you put the pro guy down. You just you just they want to be treated more as men, and I, I just don't think you feel like you're affecting their lives as much in a positive way as you do a college coach. And that's why some are good at it and some aren't. And uh, Like an Urban Meyer. Most of them aren't. Yeah. You really want to know the truth. Most of them aren't good at aren't it. Aren't good. Because yeah. Anyway, I hope you understand how. Well, no. It's, I said it's, a lot of words. No, there, it's, it's, I hope it, you understand what It I'm makes saying. total sense because I think about Urban Meyer, right? Those pro guys, yeah. the, the words were leaking out early. The word leaked out. This guy's freaking out over preseason games. What is wrong with them? I mean, and, and, the, and the pro players were looking at this guy like, 
what is wrong with you? Like, what are, are you kidding? Yeah. Are, and, and then you think about Nick Saban. And Nick Saban, even though he was in that environment, was almost like because he was with the Browns, you know, and he came up in that world. Whereas Urban was a college coach the entire time coming up. Um, Saban kind of should have known better, but he had that one incident where Geno James passed out and he allegedly walked around him or, you know, I mean, so there's. I, I, I just think it, it, those kind of guys are just not built to be pro guys. I mean, Nick got uh, two great college jobs, LSU, and then he goes to pros and comes back to Alabama. Yep. I mean, just look at the difference in what he's done at those places compared to what he was doing in the NFL. And I, I just think certain people fit certain things better. And and uh, then the, another great reason I don't think Kirby Smart's going anywhere, he knows Nick's about done. He knows that. And year maybe two at the most, Nick's not going to go much past that, in my personal opinion. I think Kirby knows that. Brian Hartman, jump in here. It's Wednesday as a Watson Brown who's breaking it down scientifically for us uh, with ease, may I add. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, you had a pretty nice look at Derek Mason when he coached at Vanderbilt, and now he's going to coach at MTSU. What kind of job do you think he can do there at that school? He's an energetic guy, Brian. I, I think those kind of jobs, man, you, you've got to throw energy into it and 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 a lot of it's going to be when you're not at Texas or Alabama or some of those, and you, then you go sell yourself a lot. And I think that's what he'll do. I think he's an energetic guy. He'll turn the kids on. Uh, I think he'll do a good job. I'm pulling for Derek. I like him. Um, I, I've been where he was. Been through been through the Vanderbilt deal. It wear it's hard on you, man, and it wears on you. And and um, my next shot after I was let go was of starting a program from scratch at UAB, and that was pretty hard. And and I think Middle Tennessee is a is a, a diamond in the rough in Conference USA. I do think it's that, and uh, uh, I think he'll do a good job there. Great Watson Brown taking a few for us. So this bowl game is right around the corner with uh, Iowa. We'll drill down on that coming up, but. Tennessee's still awaiting word. Joe Milton's been invited to the Senior Bowl. He's accepted the invitation he did on Sunday. Tennessee's still awaiting word on whether or not he's going to play in the bowl game. They've kind of been nudging him, Watson, honestly, toward, you know, it'd probably behoove you to go get ready to start your pro deal and learn the drops and all those things and the things you don't get in our offense. But, there's a lot of, I don't want to say concern, but there's a lot of belief that he's probably going to opt into the bowl game. They're, they've told these guys they need to know in the next couple of days because practice essentially begins this weekend. If you were advising him, what would you advise him to do? Because you, you just saw the uh, young man at North Carolina playing over there for your brother. He's foregoing, and he's getting ready. He's getting ready for the opportunity with the combine and all that stuff. Well, and, and his is a little different. He's a lot of bucks, and he would lose a lot of bucks getting injured. Joe's going to be down-the-line drafted guy. I personally think Joe will, is going to be a better pro than he was a college player. I do. I think he will be because these offenses will fit him better um, in, in the, in a, on the NFL level. So much of the NFL, man, is 
run the ball, throw these play actions, you get one-on-one, you don't have a lot of coverage reads, you just got to have a good arm and accurate and and a great player out there to beat a guy. It's different. It's different than the college game. The college game is a little more complicated, I think, especially on early downs than the pro game because the college game spreads the whole field, and now it's all off of numbers, and you got to figure out the numbers. The pro game doesn't get as much into that, and they're much more of tight formations and run it down your throat and throw the one-on-one guy. And so I think it'll be easier on him. That's a hard one for me on him because I don't think he's a high enough draft choice. I probably wouldn't play uh, because I personally think him doing great in the senior bowl would be better than him doing great in the bowl game. That's the way I think I would look at it. Yeah, which makes complete sense because if you were to prioritize one or the other, Man, you want to put your best foot forward because that's really the time. I mean, we see that. That's the time when these guys fall in love with these kids. Yes, I agree. And a guy that's trying to prove himself especially, maybe not the first pick or the first round and all that, but that quarterback, the Hendon Hookers uh, on down, and maybe that's a little too high up, but the Hendon Hookers on down to me need to go prove it against the best players, not just a college team, but go – prove it against the best players that are coming out of the draft. Go ahead, Brian. I'll, I'll play a little devil's advocate here and see if you agree. The senior bowl is played like a month after the bowl game, right? Yeah. So this isn't saying that I want him to come back and play in the bowl game, but could he? Could it make sense also to play in both? No. And here's why. And good if you don't get hurt. Like if you don't get hurt or if you – don't get hurt bad, but you sprain an ankle that you kind of lose two weeks or something. Uh, now that would hurt you. That would hurt you. So it all goes back to injury to me, Tony. I didn't mean to butt in. You're fine. No, what they're selling to them is because they really want to kind of, you know, begin the Nico era and it sort of is what it is. With Iowa, you just score, you score 10 points to win the game. I mean, we, we all sort of know that. <laughs> they and, got a good draw. Yeah, that's a good draw. Yeah, that's a As far as draws go, if you want to have a team where, all your um, senior DBs walk out the door, your veteran DBs, however you want to put that, which Tennessee's had a mass exodus. Um, this is a good opponent for that. And if you want to throw a true freshman out there and you just need to score twice, again, you're you're dealing with a pretty good opponent. So, Watson, I when, when I'm looking at that, what they've kind of tried to get across to him is, hey, look, when you get to that senior bowl, they, they need to see you. And if you could explain that, some of the drops in Tennessee's offense, I've been told, it's not professional NFL type of stuff versus take six or seven weeks and go hard with one of these tutors and get your feet ready. Because really, it's they say it's the feet at that level. It's the drops and, and those sorts of things you're asked to do. Could you expound on that? I think that's true on early downs with Tennessee. Tennessee's passing game on early downs are catch one throw or catch one two throw or fake the ball quick and throw. It's all off of numbers. They got a run called, a pass called. Uh, he might say one word that triggers a downfield pass. You don't have to say anything if it's one of those behind the line or within a six yard pass because the linemen aren't going to get three yards by the time he lets the ball go. But if he's going to throw it downfield, he might say one word like stay, stay, 
which might say run the running play but don't go past three yards or trigger it like that. So, yes, on early downs, I totally agree. On early downs in the NFL, fake, get back deep and throw it throw it deep or throw a deep out or throw a deep square in. Whereas Tennessee on early downs is fake and throw a slant, fake and throw a bubble, fake and throw a fade. Uh, so, yes, there are differences there. When it gets to drop back and third and long, there ain't, ain't much difference in it. Beautiful. Uh, Watson, should I worry about my Philadelphia Eagles right now after the Dallas Cowboys won a regular season championship by defeating them badly over the weekend? Uh, a, a little bit, but what I think it is, they're flat wore out. They have had a tough last month. They played the best of the best in the last week after week after week, Tony, and that is really hard to do. I always said Vanderbilt people said, and how is it so hard to play Alabama? I said, it's not. It's Alabama, then Georgia, then Florida, then Tennessee, then Ole Miss. That's the hard part. And uh, that's what I think they've been through, where the Cowboys has had a very easy schedule. The Cowboys' schedule down the stretch is tougher than theirs. I think the Eagles can regroup here a little bit and, and finish strong and still still win the division. And I think they're a lot better team than they've been the last two weeks. I just think they're war flat out. What about the Kansas City Chiefs? Are they down to people? Is that kind of where we are? Is, it, is this a wide receiver? Is this one of these deals where they had to rob Peter to pay Paul and they're going to pay the price now roster-wise? Well, I think what the Chiefs is, is it, it, it's what happens as a coach to you. You're, when you're built pass first, run second, you've got to have the playmakers at wide receiver to do that and quarterback. they got the quarterback. They, got, they don't have the playmakers yep. at wide receiver they've had. That's it completely. You you can't win championships, Tony, without playmakers at certain positions. You can't do it. And I just don't think they they're they're getting better. Their receivers are getting better, but they don't have the they don't have them that they've had in the past. They flat had in the past. Good, Brian. Jump back in here. Did you have something? I was going to ask you yeah. about the uh, the FCS playoffs. You got a team like North Dakota State who had a I guess it's sort of a down regular season for them, but yet they're on a roll at the right time. And then South Dakota State looks like uh, those two teams are on a collision course again. But North Dakota State's got to go play a pretty good Montana team on the road. What's your thoughts about how the games might go this weekend? I'd take North Dakota State because they've just been there so many times. And they've won so many times. So I'm I'm taking North Dakota State in that one. And then it's a toss-up with those two get together again at the end. And – it's amazing when North Dakota State's told they had a Dan, down year and they've lost two, I think it is. So uh, they, they're, they're still really good, looks to me like. The only thing that's weird was their head coach pulling out. Yes. And going to be an assistant at Southern Cal who's struggling a little bit right now. That shocked the fool out of me. I don't, I don't know. And why did he pull out now? Why would you wait two weeks? Why would you negotiate weeks? with a head coach and say, let me get through the next two weeks and then we'll do this? Yeah. Why do you do You're going to be a position that? coach. It, it's very. You're going to be a linebacker coach. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's highly yeah. disrespectful. I don't get it. Toward your I team. Don't get that. And Watson, you know, to me, these guys opened the door for this, all this portal stuff. When they started yeah. leaving jobs and job hunting and or job hopping before bowl games were played. Don't come crying to me 10 years later when all these kids are opting out of bowl games. Don't do that. No, I mean, these coaches are daylight leave you high and dry. I left six times. I changed six times as a head coach. Wow. 
So I can't say anything to anybody. I was at six different places, and and uh, so I can't. I'm not going to tell anybody. I Tony, I used to tell my coaches all the time, guys, give me a year. I want the year. Once the year's over, if you want to go, you got a chance to go. I'll help you go. But you, I'll, I'll obligate to you for a year. You obligate to me for a year. And I said, I'm, I can say that because I left. I even left the school in June once. I looked back at that. I left Jacksonville State as offensive coordinator, went to Tennessee, uh, Texas Tech as the quarterback coach in June. I looked back on that, and that's awful. That's so disrespectful to where I was, and I regret that ten times over. I've apologized to certain coaches and players I coached many times since then. And uh, just give the school a year, and I think you have every right to go where you want to go at that point, as a player does. Watson Brown, you happen to be the man. Much love to you. Any final thoughts for us here on the way out? And I appreciate you. No, I'm anxious to see what Joe does. Uh, I really am. I just got a feeling he's waited this long. He's going to play. Uh, I think he's going to play in the game, and uh, which, which is great respect to him because that tells me he does really care about the University of Tennessee if he stays because it's fifty-fifty or not. That's the way fit, I yeah, look fit, at it. Fifty-fifty. 50, yeah, I, I would say that's a good read on it. Watson, thank you. Yeah, I think yeah. it'd be. It's it, he's telling he does really care about it. Thank you, Watson. Great talking to you, man. Love you guys. Thanks. It's an honor to be on. Thank you, brother. And, Sean, here's the most ironic thing. Generally speaking, if a guy stays, our fan base is celebrating that. As, man, this guy really, truly, you know, loves it here and wants to be a part of it and the whole thing. Only this one time. I mean, it's sad to say, but most of our fan base, somebody asked me today, have you put a Twitter poll? I said, why would I do that? I'm not going to beat this guy up on Twitter. I mean, what would that? What would the Twitter poll read? Eighty-five percent go play in the Senior Bowl. I mean, that's what people are going to say. Sad, but it's true. Well, either way, it's going to be okay because um, I think that at this point, you know, Josh Heupel uh, can easily say, "Hey, we're going to give you a an honorarium first uh, quarter, and we're turn it over." And the way you do that is you say, "Hey, look." Remember last year's game against Clemson? That was your coming out party. Uh, your performance there led to uh, your NIL deals, the goodwill we had through spring practice, etc. We need to do the same thing. Now, obviously, it was because of Hendon's uh, knee injury. Yes. But it translates to the same. And, uh, hey, we, we want to uh, look. The, the, NIL, the offensive line is coming back for uh, Nico. I'm sure the money helped. But they, they obviously feel something special about that kid. Uh, the kids that are, you, you heard the Brazil kid from Tulane. Yes. All he talked about was how Nico is already one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And I really believe that. That I, I'm not carrying water. I, 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 think, I think two things can be true. I think that Nico can be one of the best quarterbacks in America, and he was not ready for this past year. I, I do not believe if Nico was the starting quarterback – We'd be better than eight and four. I don't believe that. Uh, so uh, it was it was a good time to be mentored by Joe. It was a good time to get his feet wet. It was a good time to uh, acclimate himself with his NIL deal. I don't believe anybody there is begrudging him of the money he's getting. Obviously, nope. he's proved himself. And so um, 
I think it works well for both. Uh, you don't want to disrespect uh, Joe Milton. Joe Milton li- Joe Milton means a lot to some of those upperclassmen. Uh, but uh, there is a way, I think, of doing that. And I think that you, you give Nico a bunch of the first-team reps during this bowl practice. And if Joe wants to come around, fine. Uh, I agree with you. I agree. And, and then what you do is you just let it, just like, uh, remember last year, Jalen Hyatt and those guys were in street clothes. On That's the right. You let them down there. You bring them on the trip. That's what I was told. They, that, the picture they painted for him is, look, not going to tell you what to do. Not going to say you're not welcome because you're always welcome, but we'd love for you to come take your victory lap, sign autographs during the thing, right. go over there and hang out with the fans, and you know let this be your victory lap and have a trip with your with your friends all week, and you know and soak it all up in your hometown. But well, the thing is about Joe, it, it goes the same way as there's an old adage that uh, don't open your mouth and people won't know how dumb you are. Well, that that goes a long way because. If, if the defense is like you suggest, yeah. then you do not want – Joe Milton cannot afford uh, a, a mediocre performance against a, a very good defense. He just can't. He, his, next, his next tape needs to be in front of senior bowl people – just like Darnell Wright, when Darnell Wright went down there, he became, That's right. he became the number ten pick in the draft. That's and, exactly right. And and Darnell Wright's got a chance to go to a proverbial, you know, to a Pro Bowl here because he's doing so well. So uh, Joe can't. And another thing is, you don't want to get injured. I mean, I I I thought that Tillman and and Hyatt were a little short sighted, but now I agree with him. You cannot be injured going into into this evaluation period. The, the money used to be okay money compared to the rest of the world. It's now crazy money in professional sports. And it's gotten to the point where, I'll tell you what, none of these head coaches would walk out there and risk themselves. You, you see the way these guys behave. They could sit there and say, oh, yeah, not, I mean, not one of them. So let's get real. Hour two. On the radio as we continue after this. We'll get some calls in. I got one guest, it'll be quick, and then we got some calls. So let's roll it back after this. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. 
Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I'm a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neusen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. It's a memory-making time of year. This is Murray County Mayor Sheila Butt. Many years ago, as a little girl, I remember my mother receiving several packages in the mail. That was odd at our house. It was just a couple of weeks before Christmas. She put them away. I learned later that my dad had won a catalog shopping spree by selling the most cars the previous month. We were five young children and had just moved to Nashville from Illinois. It had been a tough year. About three days before Christmas, my mother started bringing out the toys one at a time. I remember her sheer delight as she presented each one to us. You see, we didn't know what was in the packages, but mother did. And she couldn't wait to give the toys to us. I know now that the true joy was in the giving. I hope during this holiday season and in the new year that every one of us will experience the true joy of giving whatever we have to give. From our house to yours, I wish you a very merry, merry Christmas and a joy-filled, prosperous New Year. Bring in the New Year with Ruby's Groove at the Mule House in Columbia. Rubik's Groove is your premier outside-of-the-box 80s, 90s, and aughts tribute band. Featuring a high-energy, character-driven performance, you're not going to want to miss this one. Rock, pop, hip-hop. 
characters, costumes, and videos. For tickets and more information, go to themulehouse.com. That's themulehouse.com. See you on New Year's Eve. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB, back with you. Last week, um, we unearthed a star, a stud, and a stallion. Uh, 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 amidst, amidst, you know, all the riffraff out there, and Sam Herder now joining us. And last week we had him on, and we were talking about the the one double A playoffs, and I, and I love Sam because he covers uh, that level of football and really all levels of football. It's crazy. HeroSports.com is the website. This guy knows his subject so well that last week, if you'd have listened to him and you'd have played the ponies, like over there at Zen Sports, you would have gone four and zero. Sam Herter, you're like smoking hot, and I will acknowledge that to you. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. I was four and zero last week. I was eight and zero in the second round, and so I don't want to. I don't want to jinx myself as far as any picks for the semifinals because I think that we could have a. A uh, pretty good game when it comes to Montana North Dakota State, but uh, yeah, feeling feeling pretty hot right now with, with some of my game picks. Tell me this, man. Um, how weird is that? What's going on here with the Bison's coach? Word leaking out. Surely that word wasn't supposed to leak out. But m- my guys over at Football Scoop, John Bryce and company, uh, they got a hold of that and put it out there. Surely that wasn't supposed to get out, right? Yeah, you know, it's something that. Um, you know, with, with early signing day, you know, it's kind of hard to, to keep that under wraps because I think schools and, you know, USC probably probably wants, you know, when they're recruiting, whether it be transfers or high school guys and, you know, who are linebackers, they, you know, some of those players probably want to know, hey, who's going to be my position coach? And if they could say, hey, you know, we got this head coach coming over from, you know, a dynasty that is North Dakota State, that could help in recruiting. And so, you know, Matt Entz is going to finish the season with NDSU, um, whether they whether that ends this weekend whether that end, ends in the national championship game, which is another few weeks away. I mean, he'll finish it through. But, um, you know, I think the uh, some of the local reporters in Fargo, you know, got to it first, and they actually heard of this potentially happening, you know, last week uh, around this time. They heard some rumblings, and they're just, they're just trying to, you know, get their sources and, you know, uh, you know, make sure they can confirm it. And, you know, finally uh, they were able to confirm it and broke the news uh, Sunday morning, you know, a few hours ahead of the team meeting that that end had. So I, I think, um, you know, I'm guessing Entz wanted to tell the players in person, but, you know, as, as it usually happens, it kind of came out on social media firsthand. When you first heard it, did you believe it? Well, you know, when when I first saw it, um, you know, Fargo Forum is the newspaper that broke it. You know, the story said that, uh, you know, multiple sources confirmed that uh, had, uh, Matt Entz is, is taking a, a new job, you know, elsewhere. And at that time, when the first when the story first broke, it said, where is it? Is, is, his destination is still to be determined. We don't know that yet. You know, guesses are either USC linebackers coach or Northwestern defensive coordinator. And I said, okay, it's got to be the Northwestern defensive coordinator because David Braun is now the head coach at Northwestern. Um, and Matt Entz was actually his boss last year uh, because David Braun was the defensive coordinator at North Dakota State. And so I, I assumed it was going to be Northwestern um, when they uh, confirmed that it was going to be USC linebackers coach and assistant uh, head coach as well. That kind of took me by surprise because I, I wasn't expecting investing. And so the, uh, Matt Entz leaving after this year isn't a surprise. I, I figured it was going to happen pretty soon, but going to USC was, was kind of a surprise to me. 
Sam Herter, let's break it down scientifically. Before I ask you about some games, the Vols have offered a pair of defensive backs out of the FCS level, which is your specialty uh, over at Hero Sports. And you've specialized in this for about six years now, so you know from whence you speak. First name I'm going to give you is Devon Marshall from Villanova. What can you tell me about Devon Marshall from Villanova, and do you think he could help a team like Tennessee in the Southeastern Conference? Yeah, you know, I think so. You know, he was only a sophomore this year, and so um, a guy that I know I mentioned last week, you know, some guys are under-recruited, then they develop, and, um, you know, if you can get a guy out of the FCS that has multiple years ahead of him, you know, that's going to help you. And um, You know, I think he's talented, and I think he's got the right size. You know, Villanova has, has really had a lot of good defensive players. Uh, Christian Benford is a guy, defensive back for them last year. I know he got a shot in the NFL. I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head if he's still, you know, in the NFL, but... You know, Devin Marshall is a guy that entered the portal and immediately got you know a lot of um, a lot of interest on him, and so I think he's gonna um, you know he, he's certainly power five, power five uh, heading to the power five there. Is he a physical kid, a fast kid? What what is he? What's what's his uh, calling card as a player? Yeah, I think he's he's a, a little bit of both uh, there. You know, Villanova plays a physical style uh, defense, so he's gonna stick his nose in there you know, on the run. Um, you know, statistically. Maybe nothing statistically that that stands out a whole lot, but I think you know PFF grade wise, I think he grades out uh, pretty well in his coverage, you know, and, and his tackling. And so he's a, you know, he's he's a really athletic guy. You know, again for whatever reason, he wasn't, you know, too highly uh, recruited. But you know, it's not like he's he's five foot eight or anything like that. You know, he's six foot, two hundred pounds, so he's got the size. I think he's got the play as well to make an impact. All right, second guy I want to ask you about is out of Idaho. A guy I had a chance to see last week, Marcus Harris, uh, pretty good last week in a loss. Tell me what you see when you when you think of Marcus Harris from Idaho, who the Vols have allegedly offered as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the Vandals, they lost uh, Marcus Harris to the transfer portal. Uh, Giovanni McCoy, their star quarterback, he's also in the portal. And then uh, Anthony Woods, who's a really good running back for Idaho, he's also um, in the transfer portal. And I like all three of these guys. I really like Marcus Harris. You know, I'm a little more familiar with, with I know I, mean, I know Harris, you know, and Marshall, but I know a little bit more about uh, about Marcus Harris um, because, you know, Idaho has been a, a top-10 team in the FCS this year, so I've watched a lot of their games. And, you know, Harris, I, I think, is, is one of the more talented cornerbacks in the FCS. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, Southern, uh, Southern Illinois and Idaho went into overtime in the second round of the FCS playoffs. Um, in the first play of that overtime game, Marcus Harris, uh, you know, has a tackle for loss on a swing pass to the outside. And then a couple of plays later, he picks off a pass. Idaho gets the ball back. They kick the game-winning field goal. So Marcus Harris, I know it's kind of cliche, but, you know, he's just a football player. Um, you know, he sticks his nose in there on the run. He's really good in coverage. Um, I think he's a, a, a dual-threat cornerback, if that makes sense, when it comes to defending the run and the pass. So he had a two-huge-play sequence uh, in, in, a, um, in a playoff game, right? Yep, yep, it was a tackle for loss right away in overtime, and then a couple of plays later, you know, he picked it off, and, you know, that gave Idaho the ball back. They kicked the game-winning field goal, and so, uh, you know, he's just kind of a, a big-time player that makes those big-time plays. And who was that against, again? That, uh, that was against Southern Illinois, so that okay, was in yeah. the second mm-hmm. round game a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. In that, out of that league that put they put a million teams in the, uh, in the playoffs every year. Um, moving along here, all right, let's talk about the matchups this weekend. As we visit today, and we're proud to do so because uh, this guy 
brought you four winners. I mean, four winners last week. I mean, I threw the stuff with the spread. I'm over here on Zen Sports right now, and I'm looking. And Albany has had a magical run to get to where they are. But they're getting ready to play the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, who look like they're on a collision course with the Bison. Can Albany continue this magical run? They are a 21-and-a-half-point doggy on the road. A three-touchdown doggy in a national semifinal. Say it ain't so. Yeah, I mean, Albany's going to come in confident. There, there's no doubt about that. You know, they, they got some, uh, uh, some, some swagger to them, some East Coast brashness, you know, to them. And I like that. You know, their head coach is confident. Their players are confident. You know, they'll... Uh, you know, if they, if they, if they stick you on defense, they're going to let you know that they stuck you on defense. You know, they kind of, you know, talk trash and all that, which, you know, enough, nothing cheap or anything like that. I'm not saying that, you know, there's a confident bunch and, you know, they're not going to be scared or intimidated going to South Dakota State. You know, that, that 20 to 21 points, I, I don't know. That seems like, uh, a lot. And, you know, last week at this time, I know Villanova was an underdog similar to that. And I felt like that was maybe too big. I feel like that's kind of right on with you, Albany. Um, you know, they're going to compete, you know, they're going to, they're, you know, physically, you know, they're, they're going to try to match up with South Dakota State, but, uh, I think the Jacks, you know, maybe played with their food uh, a little bit last week with Villanova was a little sloppy. It was windy, so they couldn't pass the ball and Villanova kind of hung around there for the first half. And then South Dakota State kind of just put their foot down and said, all right, you know, let's get after these guys. And, you know, some of their three yard runs turned into, you know, 50 yard runs, uh, in the second half. I feel like you're going to see a, a refocused South Dakota State team in this one, and I think they're going to uh, not let you Albany hang around uh, too much. I, I do think that 20 to 21 points is, is, is pretty spot on, in my opinion. My Montana boys, the Grizz, are going to host uh, North Dakota State, the Bison, who are red hot right now. One-point favorite North Dakota State is on the road. What do you think of that ball game? Yeah, you know, my, my early gut feeling kind of like Montana here, uh, to win this one. And, and that was my gut feeling, honestly, Saturday night after all the games were finished up. Um, you know, I, I was kind of, you know, my gut feeling is just thinking that, Mo- that Montana, they're going to get this one. And then, you know, the Matt Entz news, uh, came out, North Dakota State head coach moving on after this season. Um, you know, that came out Sunday. And so, uh, you know, me picking Montana it really doesn't have anything to do with, with the, with the Matt Entz news. I think, you know, the Bison are, they're a veteran team. I, is this a distraction? Maybe slightly, but I don't think it's going to, you know, absolutely take over, you know, the locker room. I don't think it's going to be a massive distraction. Uh, I saw, I saw, or more so look at Montana as, you know, a team that's at home. You know, it's going to be 26, 27,000 people there. Uh, the fans are right on top of you. This is, you know, the third straight road game for North Dakota State. Uh, they haven't played particularly well when, you know, they face some adversity and gone to uh, some tough environments. Um, and I, I just think Montana with their run defense uh, and also, you know, the quarterback play, I just think the Grizz match up pretty well with the Bison to, to get a win. And, um, you know, it just seems like they're, they're both teams are playing hot right now, but it seems like this run for NDSU, you know, is going to come to an end at some point where they just run out of gas. And, you know, Montana, you know, when things are going their way in that home stadium, they're just right on top of you. It's a fever pitch crowd. Um, they can smell blood, you know, in the water, and it just kind of seems like this could be uh, an overwhelming game for, for NDSU in, in the second half. Man, you've been absolutely outstanding today, Sam. Tell the living listener about Hero Sports and how they can interact with you, and I appreciate you taking a few for us. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I am on Twitter at Sam Herter FCS, and then our, our website is herosports.com, where we specialize in FCS and also FBS Group of Five football coverage. 
You happen to be the man. Much love to you. Hope you have a great uh, weekend, and let's enjoy the games. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Sam Herter, one more time. And Tennessee doing the smart thing, dipping into the 1AA ranks, but they're not alone because if you look at some of the schools that are on some of these kids, uh, this has become a, a, a thing thing very quickly. Speaking of which, cornerbacks, Mississippi State starting cornerback, DeCamarian, easy for me to say. DeCamarian, wow, that guy was still spelling his name when I was on question six on the standardized test. D-E-C-A-M-E-R-I-O-N, DeCamarian Richardson, is now in the transfer portal. He got a fourth-round grade already from the NFL, but he's in the transfer portal. Sean Sinclair, there's such a thing as called Instagram Live. And apparently there's a, a slew of a mismatch of um, Tennessee past and present and <clears throat> past, present, future. Sean, explain to me what's going on on Instagram Live or what was going on. Hit it. Well, I'll preface this by saying you're listening to an old guy trying to navigate the new, the, the young world here. So yep. uh, I don't want to look like an uh, ignoramus or a... Uh, or, a, you right. know, a hayseed out here, because I hey. probably do anyway. But hey, Sean, that's anyway. my job on here. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do that well, I guess. Uh, but anyway, on the VolQuest chat, there's a couple of posts that, uh, on Instagram Live, as you say, uh, Boo Carter, mm-hmm. uh, Jordan Seaton, mm-hmm. uh, John Campbell, mm-hmm. and Tyler Barron, some mix of these players, uh, are on there conversing together, talking about, apparently talking about, Perhaps Seaton coming to Tennessee, et cetera. And then if you believe this stuff to be true, there was one post that said uh, Jordan Seaton asked Tyler Barron if he was going to come back to Tennessee, and he said he doesn't know. Now, again, I could be fooled. I could be reading this wrong. I could be totally misinterpreting this stuff because I am a complete caveman when it comes to social media and all this stuff. Uh, however, I think that's interesting, and I think it's interesting because, yeah. uh, one, uh, it's just a new time. Uh, these kids are, you know, they communicate. Another thing that's foreign to me is, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, uh, apparently kids like the attention. Uh, that's that's not part of the generation I grew up in. Uh, so uh, I'll just have to say it's a thing and good for them. But I just it's, it's an interesting dynamic, Hal, because... I mean, not only if you're a coach, if you're say you're at Colorado and and you you land the top offensive lineman, the next thing you know, he can get on and be swayed by some kids or players. And the other thing is, you know, is that considered tampering? Is that I guess there is no such thing as tampering anymore. But it's just an interesting thing that I'm not used to having followed recruiting for so long. Well, and and we were talking during the break, and you had said that the account of that. One account was that somebody had asked Barron in there, so are you coming back? Maybe Seton did, or he's like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, think about this now. Barron's already in the portal. Boo Carter has been, you know, he's had fun with it. Like, we were talking about Portal Dave talking in real time last week. Portal Dave eats, sleeps, breathes, um, and might, you know, well, I'm not going to say what else he does, but this recruiting thing is eating him alive. Uh, he was watching him play around with one of his tags at the top of his one of those uh, one of those pages where he p- 
pin Tennessee and then unpin that he was committed. So Boo Carter likes to play around. Who else you say was in there? The the kid that committed last week to Colorado, Seton, right? And who else? Yes, and, and if you if this is to be believed, yes, it said John Campbell, who was a yeah a senior, has has decided to come back to Tennessee. Yeah, uh, who plays the same position, perhaps left tackle, and then you'd have the right tackle with this Seton kid. You know, there's some talk that Seton turned down the big money that you talked about uh, to go to Colorado. Um, so, it, but even even the even the pundits out there were talking about how. They wouldn't be surprised that there are more twists and turns in the Seton thing. And, you know, he's so good that if he wants to come here, you do. Uh, you take him. But I, I just I, I think that's such an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, again, I don't know if this stuff's accurate. I don't know if it's not. I don't know how to mm-hmm. read these kind mm-hmm. of tea leaves. I, mm-hmm. I, I, knew, I knew how to read almost all the tea leaves back 20, 30 years ago, 10 years ago, maybe as a stretch. But this is so, so interesting to me. I have to admit that I don't follow recruiting uh, hardly anymore. Um, I'm just more of a you know let's see the see the huddle highlights of these kids and where they might fit in. I think that I think those things that I was taught so many years ago by some of the best still translate. Uh, but the recruiting thing is that's it's a young man's or young woman's game uh, right now. It's just it's not. I don't have the. I don't have the stamina nor the mental space. Yeah, I call. That. Yeah, I, I use the term bandwidth, Sean. And there's just sure only so much to go around before your computer crashes. Right. And and you know, my thought, and then we'll go to the phones. On a lot of this stuff is we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, and on Tennessee, I was telling you, they've done a really nice job of keeping a lot of this close to the vest. I was talking to X last night. And we were kind of, you know, comparing notes. And he said, Tony, they're extremely busy. They've been in a lot of places. They've seen a lot of kids. He's talking portal now. He said, and they conversely uh, or concurrently to that have also tried to get some real swings in on some big fishes here down the stretch for the um, December 20 thing that kind of lays one on top of the other. And we were looking at activity of different Southeastern Conference teams from the portal thus far. And last year, the likes of Georgia and Alabama, and particularly Alabama, had done really well. And it's almost like they're ignoring the portal right now, Sean. They don't have anybody. They haven't taken well, I, anybody. I think it's probably, you know, it's probably a good idea because they're not going to get frankly anyone better in the portal than what they've recruited uh Mm. maybe a guy here a guy there to plug a gap but they really aren't and then also Mm -hmm. are they going to because they're recruiting four and five stars if you if you believe in that stuff Mm -hmm. and so are they going to bring in a kid and with a with a high nil and then plug him in because there have to be assurances these kids are going to play so are you going to come in there and, and and then potentially upset a four or five star from high school. Mm-hmm. It's a great player. Yeah. I, I don't think so. I still think at the end of the day, the best teams are going to build through high school and development and coaching. Uh, I think, you know, cause the portal right now is, is just renamed the, the Juco f- from 20, 30 years ago. And you, you cannot build a program, uh, continuously through there. It's too much work. It's too much transition. It's too much. 
um, you know, coming and going. Uh, but but who knows? Well, you take a look at what they did like they had Ra Ra uh, Ra Ra okay Scott last year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Still, McConkey was the better was the best player. I think they got the Lovett kid from Missouri. The, yep. You know, two of the top receivers. Uh, I don't remember either of their names doing much. Uh, so you know, I think those teams are still going to build, and then and they're going to use the transfer market, frankly, for attrition. They're going to call the herd. Uh, let some guys that yes. were four and five years that didn't play out, yep. and then bring in another one. They're they're in the catbird seat, but I've, we we talked last week about how I don't have inside information, but I I've seen and heard enough to know that Tennessee has created a staff and a process over there that they're not going to be with their pants uh, down. Uh, are they going to get everybody? I don't I don't believe so, but they'll, I I think they're on the right path, and I've really been encouraged with watching some of these guys that are Vols move on because um, I think we can, I think uh, the program believes they can upgrade. Back to the and phones we go. Healthy. And we'll get, a, we'll get as many people in here as humanly possible. And in terms of the social media and the way it's changed things, the way we found out about the two kids today out of 1AA that got offers from the Vols is they went on social media and said they did. Now, could they be lying? I mean, I guess they could be. That's, you know, I, I I guess they could be, but I don't see why they would be. But let's go to the phones. But, well, one thing, on Tyler Barron, let's just say, you know. Yeah. If, Tyler Barron. Because before the, the word was a couple years ago that he had a, a big offer from Kentucky. Right. And that offer, when he went in the transfer portal, didn't materialize. I still think he's a nice player. He can help Tennessee. Sure, you know. It, apparently, Tennessee came up with a with a value for him, and this is a business now. And if he can't find a better offer or a more enticing opportunity out there, uh, does he come back for that's? You know, sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta put your emotions as a coaching staff too aside and say, hey, you know, this is our value. He didn't find better. He wants to come back. You get on the same page, it might work out again. Who knows? Because he's a, he's a quality player. And the kid that committed to Colorado, one thing we learned, let's say he signs there. Nothing's forever. Maybe he goes there for a year and realizes, God, this thing's a dumpster fire. And he wants well, to come the back. Thing he, is I think he falls into goofy recruitment, goofy career. Uh, this, this kid is playing his recruitment as if he does not have a solid – mentor in his life wow. um and i don't know this kid but yeah. the way he's the way he's taking more than five official visits it's legal you can do that but sure. it's highly unusual these times yes uh, the way he's going on um uh tv talking about why you would why wouldn't you come play for someone who looks like you so let's get real it's not because dion you know wears chains or it's because he's talking about a black coach Let's get real. I don't. I'm not trying to be racist. He is also, but he's also that, the kid that said, "I'm the Messiah." What did he say? "I'm a savior," yeah, yeah, or whatever he, he, it is. Yeah, that's what he says. I mean, oh, I would no, be, uh, you know, savior. I, I would be. Savior. I would be kind of, I guess, kind of leery of letting a kid like that back into my deal. But I was told by somebody around this thing, "Hey, don't rule it out because if he bounces back to Tennessee, they're going to take him because he's that talented." Yeah. Now, well, will know, they the take him at that price? Blame, you know, does don't he? Blame, don't, yeah. don't get on a kid because he's different. I mean, you last year, 
you know, uh, there were several people that saw Nico come in with day, day, uh, nighttime sunglasses, That's pajama right. pants, et cetera, and That's there right. was a whole uproar because it was different. I didn't see that. I, I saw a kid that was respectful, Polynesian families. I, you know, I'm going to stereotype them, but in a positive way, they they usually they typically are very hardworking, very nice, very respectful. Yes, uh, they do their business quietly, and that's what I saw. Uh, but you know, this kid, his recruitment looks to be, for lack of a better term, just looks to be scattered. And you know, a lot of times, kids that are scattered like this. They can be reined in. They get into a structured program. You know, I can't imagine IMG is a structured program. It may, it, they may have some, but you could, they're bringing in kids from all over. The kids are going all over. That does, that that seems like a again a scattered type environment. Back uh, to so the fence. Like yeah, can be a good kid, and you get him in, and and all of a sudden he becomes a great prospect. Back to the phones we go. Let's get our uh, next call in. On our TLD Logistics phone line, our guest today appeared on the TLD Logistics hotline. Hello and welcome in. Uh, TLDLogistics.com. Let's get our first call in. You're live on the air. Hi. Hey, guys. Dave. Hey, Dave. Welcome in. Um, uh, he's right about Steve. I was, when he put out that video and yep. it was about identity yep. and all that stuff, uh, I would run away from that. I wouldn't. I'm, I just think that'd be a locker room problem down the line. This is my opinion. That's all. Yeah. But I want to get, uh, I hope this portal thing works out for us, but I want to get to basketball. Sure. Our, uh, we, we played 10 games. Yep. And we're shooting 32% from three point land. Yep. And, um, that won't, that won't, that won't cut it for the, to make a final four. Well, as uh, as a great Ken Miller texted me today, he's right. There's a certain when you look at Tennessee's team right now. There's a certain profile of team that the Vols do not want to see in March. They see one of these big rugged teams. They're literally going to go home. I mean that we we've, we've seen that early on. Uh, they have got to figure out Dave a way to rebound the basketball better than they did last night. You cannot oh, give up. I mean, you just. I mean, that's a. And, and look, good on Rick Barnes for going before the microphone. I love that college basketball coaches will do this because they don't sugarcoat things. You know, a lot of these veteran coaches just don't. And he said this team disrespected the sport tonight. They disrespected their uniform. They disrespected the sport. And good on him, Dave, for saying that because that's a truth. Well, sure. Sure it is. And uh, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, you put that the first half of North Carolina game and, that's a clown show. Yes. It was horrible. I mean, it was awful. Yeah, clown show. Me and Brian Hartman were talking last night at the halftime, and I said, Brian, here's the, here's what they were going to do, because I wanted him to have a few notes, uh, you know, just talking points after the game. Their strategy in that first half when they built that lead was to take one young kid and pair them with the four veteran players. Okay. And then they got into that. And they and it worked, and they built their lead, and you know they were blowing that team out at halftime. Then they got out there in the second half, and Georgia, 
uh, Southern kind of punched Tennessee in the face for the first seven minutes, and our veteran guys didn't respond to it. It was really strange, Dave. Really I weird. We had, I think we had like 11 turnovers against them in the second half. What in the world was ZZ Stop doing in the second half and the car kid? Those guys combined for like five turnovers like almost in a row. What in the world was that? I, I, I don't know. I mean... And it looked like uh, Vesco went back into the, the funk again last yeah, night. Yeah, he was, he, but he but he played really hard defensively. Well, but, and he had, I think he had nine rebounds or had a bunch. Yeah, of he rebounds. played hard. He played hard, but he wasn't That's shooting fine. the ball. He was doing his deal again, where he, you know, that whole thing. Um, and I, this is my opinion, and Duncan Sinclair may agree or disagree, but uh, Freddie DeLeon gets a few more minutes under his belt he needs to get he needs to take all Ganey's minutes I, well I you've targeted Ganey I, I think the upside yeah you've targeted uh, going, going into March is higher with Freddie DeLeon than it is with Ganey you, you've targeted Ganey DeLeon's a guy who concepts wise has to pick stuff up or he's going to get in Barnes's doghouse that's just how this thing's going to go he's got con- there are concepts this guy's got to pick up the other thing, people talk about Cam Carr, Cam Carr. That guy's so out of shape. I wrote about it today. He played 90 seconds the way yeah. Tennessee wants him to play. And you can see how heavy that kid's breathing. And with some of these kids that come out of the uh, high school ranks, Rick Barnes demands that you play hard on defense. And if you don't, you're not going to see the floor. And that kid's just not conditioned enough. The people that are calling, and I think he's very skilled. I think he'd be a really nice player in time. The guy that's really going to be good. Somebody told me last night they believe that J.P. Estrella, before it's over, is going to be the best big man to ever come through here uh, during the Barnes era. He's had some some passes down low in the post, and he's had that little soft turnaround. turnaround, He's got a really good touch. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with that. You get some weight on that kid and get him some seat time, and that kid's going to be a hoop, a hype, a lip, a grandma. He's going to be a baller. We just got to get this. I mean, this this should be a better three point shooting team. Yes, no doubt. Dalton Connect's got to pick it up, man. What was he doing last night? Just he just had, he took a night off. He took a night off, yeah. And uh, but, but the Scobies a thirty eight percent career three point shooter. Yes, and they thirty eight. I mean, these guys uh, they got to start knocking down. Listen, I, I was willing to blame the rims. Okay, I played along with the narrative when they were down on the island. The rims of Thompson Bowling Arena. Last time I checked, they didn't bring those same rims home with them. That was embarrassing last night. Well, let's Probably they've already had two games this year where they've shot forty uh, percent or better from yeah, three lands. It's a little worrisome. It's a little because if they play the right kind of team in March, and again, I'm not making this all about March, but if they play the right kind of team, they're not going to have a chance against them. These big, powerful teams, because you have to be able to make threes, you have to be able to make open shots. And that's these the guys just cannot make between, open shots. That's the difference between uh, advancing to an Elite Eight or a Final Four. No doubt end. about it. We're not getting out of the first round. And you're exactly right. Or I mean the Thanks, first guys. weekend. Thank you. I- I'll call it what it is. That offensive effort last night was terrible. And then when you compound that on defense, and Brian, you guys were ripping them, and, and good for you for letting Georgia Southern get 16 offensive rebounds to Georgia freaking Southern. Who doesn't have a player? Yeah, I think I read later on that Josiah James was benched in the second half. And deservedly so. He was horrendous last night. 
Yeah, I think it was the first possession of the, first, of the second half where he let a guy, he let his man get to the basket on that inbounds play. Yes. And Barnes just said, I'm sending a message. Hey, listen, I, I'll, tell the, I'll tell you this about Barnes. If you don't respect what you're doing or you lollygag around, he is not there to be your friend. He does this. Sean, I like that about him. He's got no time for that. Some people say, well, you know, he's flown his players under the bus. No. When you look like that in the second half, you let that team outscore you 10 points? I mean, are you kidding me in the second half? Are you kidding? I agree, but I, I think it's interesting how earlier in the conversation you were asking, should people be concerned about the Eagles and uh, who are likely you know, Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. And Coach Brown said, well, look, they played the who's who of the NFL and they had a little bit of a, uh, they had a little bit of a letback. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, look at, look who's Tennessee played. Mm-hmm. Then they walk in against an 0 and 9 team mm-hmm. who was height challenged. I mean, come on. And Jonas Adu goes for 20 some, so it's mm-hmm. career high. I mean, uh, with all due respect to Adu, he's a, he's a nice player, but he's not a, dominant player or anybody that you should build a team around uh so it, you know it, it, it's to be expected it's a midweek game against a team that hasn't won that's got a new coach you were up and on 28 to half yeah 28 they go in they go in and uh and uh i mean there had to be a focus on there had to be a, a specific focus to get the ball to adu uh to see what he can do because we haven't done that in the past three years he's been here yes uh, so they that had to be I, a coaching focus point, and then and then you know so they're the guys they, they just take it off. That's these are kids, man. These guys aren't pros. He's right. That's, that's going to happen. You know, I wouldn't read anything I, into this at all. I don't think it's anything to be concerned about going forward. I'll tell you what's going to be interesting, guys. A, this thing Saturday night right. is going to be interesting because look, this team's not going to figure yeah. it out until about ten games left in the season. Boom! And I got time for that. If that team's hitting on all, if they peak. Senko, I will take that deal right now, even if it means a few losses here and there, a few bumps on the road. You give me these guys peaking with 10 left in the season, and they become that gathering storm down the stretch Yep. that Alabama football became. Of course, Alabama football needed a damn miracle against Auburn. That makes me sick of my stomach. Let's go back to the phones. I'll tell you what. Yeah, let's get one more in here. Hello and welcome in. Hey, Tony, uh, this is Luke. I got. Oh, man. You know what? Laura was talking Luke about you, you the other night when we saw the Dome. Brian, what game yeah. was on Friday night where they played in the Dome? Was that the Grizz, Brian? No. That was a game at Idaho. That Idaho. The Vandals. Dakota plays in the Dome, I think. Martha and the Vandals the other night playing in the Dome because the Grizz play outside. I knew that. The that's those are my guys. Agree is Luke. We were bragging on you. She said they're playing in the Lukey Dome tonight. It's eighteen thousand seat, a football stadium inside. Pretty cool. Tony Vitello, are you watching? Put a roof over your stadium with a retractable it's dome. Right Tony could raise the money. Right Tony could raise the money. Okay. He could raise a hundred million dollars, Luke, if he wanted to. No doubt about it. Yep. Hey, Tony. Do you know where 4100 City Line Avenue is? 4100 City Line Avenue is right there, uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, my, my dear brother. That's called Bala, that's called Bala Kenwood, Pennsylvania. 
Have you ever heard of WFIL? Of course, the big WFIL, 560 back in the day. Yes, sir. My brother, back in, when you was a little kid, back in 1977, I just opened this up yep. a couple of days ago, some of his stuff, and uh, listen to this. He put in, he said, he sent a, an air check in. He said, thank you for your recent air check and for your interest in WFIL radio. I yes. listened to your tape, which is enclosed, but let's tell you that the opening we had available, available has been filled. Once again, thank you for your Wow, answer. that's really cool, Luke, because WFIL yeah. back in the day in the 70s, Jay they Cook. used to have those you disc jockeys on the air. They called them the Boss Jocks. They used to put out, like, uh, albums of the top ten songs and, uh, you know, all that stuff, and they were a powerhouse on the East Coast. WFIL, Mighty Mighty. I tell you, I saw you on the George Plaster show yesterday. Yes, looking and, great. Uh, I uh, may I add? Ever finished, I was wondering if you ever finished that uh, that drink you was drinking. You kept drinking that uh, tea. Was it water you were drinking? Hot tea, hot tea, brother. I'm going to go get some hot right tea. now during my next time out. Yes, sir. Man, you must have taken about ten steps out of that thing. Plaster <laughs> well, does something to me. Plaster depletes me. He doesn't complete me. He depletes me, and I felt depleted. But uh, Cinco, the Lukey Dome needs to become a thing. I mean, we're doing all these renovations over there. Another $100 million ain't going to hurt Tony Valsman, especially when they're charging people what they're charging them to go to baseball games now, Sean. Exactly, exactly. We can afford a dome, Danny White. The Lukey Lukey Dome is so far ahead of its time. Yes. Uh, But I think, you know what, I think it's it's coming into play. It should. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah, that first Palm Pilot you saw, Senko, when you were a kid. That first Palm Pilot. Or those yep. kids that we knew in school that used to drag those big, huge word processing computers around. Literally oh, looked yeah. like a little well, me, mini refrigerator. This is how old I am. Yes. I can, still rem- I can still remember when my dad brought in a microwave oven. And oh. it, was, it was as big as an aircraft carrier. And we sat there and looked at it like an alien had just... So dropped and dropped off. Yep, I can still remember my first ever hot dog out of a microwave. I thought that was the coolest yeah, thing that, in the world. I tell you what, that's the way I would look at the Lukey Dome right now. I'd no. sit there and just staring off, like I was looking at a Kiss Alive album jacket cover. Lukey, you are be amazed. You're a visionary, and when you have vision, some people laugh at you. Not here, brother. Not Lukey here. Domus. Yeah, He's like Lukey Domus. Yep. Forecasting and the future. Some handrails for a new stadium. At least there are hand poles that you can hold on to them when you're going down the steps. All right, now, you, now you're getting a little greedy. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> the don't want that. We're Sean here. Sean, if you're old, I'm old, old. I remember the air conditioner, when the air conditioners come in. Wow. Well, see, we didn't yeah. have that in the Midwest. We had we had what they called in the trade the attic fan, Lukey Dome. Oh, the yeah. attic fan. Yeah, I remember the fan, yeah. By the way, I remember when uh, when you open the windows and you got the attic fan going. That that was that was like a little. I think you got it to like a category two hey, on when the hurricane did, schedule. When did we start getting air conditioning in cars? Because I remember as a kid, zero air conditioning, and my dad was like a two pack a day smoker, so it was like being in a hot chimney. No hey, wonder I'm I half remember, whack. When did we start getting seatbelts? I never wore seatbelts. No, as a kid. I didn't know what heck, were. no. 
The only thing you used those for was to tie down your stuff when you were carrying it. And then a hundred of us, Lukey, would sit in the back of the of the um, of a yeah. tr- of a truck. We would yeah, go swimming. We would go swimming. A hundred of us would be sitting in the back of the truck, Lukey, climbing all over each other. My wife said she'd never wear a seatbelt, but she's wearing them now. Aw, well, that's good. Yeah, she's I'll never precious. Wear that seat belt. I'll never wear that seatbelt. She's a precious lady. We need her to wear that seatbelt. Luke, I thank you. I appreciate you. Lukey Dome has been on, and he is gone. We come back on the other side, 865-200-5402. We peer at the portal. Apparently, Tennessee has another uh, a visitor. They have a visitor right now. It's also murky. It's murky. So we continue with more after this. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hi, it's Terry from Tillis Jewelry, your festive gift destination this Christmas. Unwrap the magic with our natural diamond earrings starting at an incredible $99. Yes, you heard it right, $99. Picture the joy of discovering these stunning gems in your stocking. But there's more. Explore our brand new diamond pendants and dazzling stack rings at fantastic prices. Make this season unforgettable with Tillis Jewelry. Come see us on the Columbia Square, where the gift is wrapped with elegance. Tillis Jewelry, making your Christmas sparkle brighter. Happy Holidays. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Tripp Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Don't let pain keep you out of the game. Murray Regional Physical Therapy's experienced team of therapists can help you recover from surgery, injury, or illness by designing a plan that meets your unique needs. We utilize state-of-the-art equipment and proven techniques to help you get back to doing the things you love. Schedule a consultation at any of our convenient Southern Middle Tennessee locations by calling 931-380-4014. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Need a little extra cash for the holidays? From now until Christmas, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical is giving you a $500 Visa gift card when you buy select new HVAC systems or receive a $250 gift card with a new tankless water heater. And upgrade now with monthly payments as low as $79. Visit happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be or the service is free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, drive, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM 101.7 FM. Get ready for a shopping experience like no other at Old School Vapor. We carry a huge selection of disposables from Kato Bar, Viho, Raz, Lost Mary and Breeze. We've got it all. Enjoy a whopping 35% off your entire e-liquid purchase, 20% off everything else. Plus, discover the largest legal cannabis selection in the state. Along with a variety of Kratom, Kava, and Glass products, check us out at OldSchoolVapor.com. 
Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224-615-476-3224. Join Center of Hope for the annual New Year's Eve Mule Drop in downtown Columbia. It all starts at 8 p.m. with the amazing Emerald Empire Band. Food trucks, a beer garden, axe throwing, and a cigar lounge will all be there. Hourly countdowns and toasts will lead up to the Mule Drop at midnight. The Mule Drop is free and family-friendly. Presented by Center of Hope. Sponsored by Experience Murray and Baxter Management. No live mules will be used at this event. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. TB back with you, 865-200-5402. Speaking of Jennifer Morris, the great uh, John Adams will be in here tomorrow. Breaking it down scientifically, the bowl games begin this weekend. Cinco, will you watch this weekend's bowl games? Who's playing, my friend? Brian, what's the first couple bowl games? See if you can get Cinco excited here before we go back to the phones. Well, you've got six bowl games Saturday. Right. They start, the first one kicks off at 11 a.m. in Myrtle Beach with Georgia Southern against Ohio. Cinco's not watching that. What's the next one? At 2.15, you've got the New Orleans Bowl, Jacksonville State versus Louisiana. He's not going to watch that. Go to the next one. The Cure Bowl at 3.30 in Orlando, Miami, Ohio versus App State. No, absolutely the not. Champion. No, Sean Sinclair will not be watching that. What's the fourth one? The New, Mexi- the New Mexico Bowl, 5.45, New Mexico State versus Fresno State. He wants to know if you're kidding him. Uh, what's the next game? Los Angeles Bowl, 7.30, UCLA, Boise State. Cinco will watch that one. And what's that? Is that on? Where is that? That's a UCLA Boise. You'll be watching that one. What's the next one? LA Ball, Boise State, UCLA. And what's the next one? Yeah, I'll I'll probably take a pass on that one. And that's my boy right here. I know him. The final game of the day is Independence Bowl 915 in Shreveport, California versus Texas Tech. He got all kinds of time for the Independence Bowl. That's a hard pass as well, my friend. You better believe it. I'd rather be be playing my guitar. Cinco went one for six. an FCS semifinal game, North Dakota State, Montana. He'll watch that. He'll and watch you've got three NFL games. He'll so watch Agrias. You've got ten football games Saturday. The Grias, the Grias, the Grias. Let's go back to the phones, get our next call in. Hello and welcome. You're on the Basilio Show on a Wednesday. No no doubt heading for a TLD Logistics overdry over time. How you doing, Tony? There he is. And Sean, how are you, buddy? Oh, I'm doing great, Titansville. What a win for you. Oh, man. 50 shades of blue on Monday. Congratulations. While my Chiefs are 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 quickly going down the toilet bowl. Going in the wrong direction there, Billy. Wrong direction, my friend. I'll tell you what the problem of it is with your Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is getting too much publicity. And all this crapola between... Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Well, that has about nothing to do and with that, nothing. That's, 
And that's that's the thing that I think that's probably ruining the. That has nothing. To, that has nothing to do with nothing. But I, I did see. Gonna, I think I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna be a buyer on your first one. On the yeah. second one, I'm just gonna have to back away from that deal. But yeah. my chiefs are. Uh, my chiefs are following in the line of the uh, Indianapolis Colts with uh, with Peyton. They spent too much money on on tra- on um, on Mahomes, and I get why. Uh, but the rest of the team is, and then Chris Jones, the rest of the team is a bunch of average players, except for the offensive line. Well, the offensive line's very good. You know, I think Kelsey's skills might be diminishing somewhat. He sure. needs a different, he needs a deep threat. They don't it's have age. That. It's called age. And man. they don't have Tyreek Kill either. And, and by the way, you need to quit picking on Taylor Swift. That is the time person of the year, which I think is a good pick by them. Uh, and, and Sean Sinclair, I mean, he's got daughters, I'm sure, that are Swifties. So we love I Swift. Him, I, I took him over to Nashville to see her. This Boom. Was she any good, Sean? Hey, Was she any good? like her or not, she's the biggest thing going. Whoa! Put that in your pot pipe and smoke yeah, it. Yeah, stay right there, Bill, like and like uh, pop, Rick Flair once pop. said. The best thing going today. Woo! As we, uh, I don't know. TLD Logistics Overdrive. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia.